welcome to Devin Dragon Radio. I'm your host, ML Roostruck. I'm here with special guest, Mark Michaels. Welcome. Thank you. And you are the owner of Fire Breathing Films, correct? Correct. Now, what led you into the film industry? Uh, that goes back a while. Uh, I think the number one thing, uh, theater. Uh, I come from theater where I wrote and directed plays. And it was an easy segue into filmmaking. That, that is very true. Theater usually leads a lot of things into films and we don't usually correlate the two, but that's how we progress into films. Yes, I think uh, many, especially long ago, uh, many of your actors came from theater. Correct. It, I mean, if you go back to the 1800s, we didn't have films. We had theater. That's it. I know a little bit about the history. Uh, there you go. But you had this company. So obviously you went from theater into films. You created the company. But why did you create the company? Uh, basically, I wanted to make movies. And I wanted to make the movies I wanted to make. And the easiest way to do that is to do it yourself. So I write and direct and produce. And um, I use actors. I, uh, I have four films streaming right now. Uh, and uh, most of my actors, most of my crew, I've used on all four. And it's just easier, quicker, and the results are much better. Well, when you can control everything from writing the film, producing the film, financing the film, and using the same actors, you keep everything in-house, things there go a lot smoother. It sure does, and quicker, which means less money. Yes, because if you take a budget from a film that you created in your head, now yeah. you need to go outsource and find those actors. Yes. You, and you're paying hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars per actor. Yes. And then you have to also pay the company to film. Yes. And then you have to pay the distributor or they'll give you so much money coming in. Yes. Depending on how you finance that film. So it's very tedious when you start from the ground up to go into films and then you try to go into the fishbowl and have it out there on the mainstream media. There you go. Yes, very true. My newest is Prior, P-R-I-O-R. Uh, it gets released on Christmas Day. Uh, it will be streaming on Amazon, iTunes, and Google Play. Okay. Uh, very happy the way it turned out. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm looking at the picture for Prior, and it looks like it's a horror film. It is not. It's a comedy. It's a stand-up comedy film. And, uh, well, comedy drama. Uh, okay. There's a lot of angst, a lot of anger, a lot of sadness, but a lot of comedy. And it's, a, I guess, my homage to stand-up comedians uh, everywhere. My father wanted to be a stand-up comic. And he was not capable of handling it. Uh, the rejection, the hecklers, uh, it was brutal. And I saw a few of his shows until he finally gave up and they were just brutal 
for him. So I think part of the reason for making that is to uh, exercise some demons of mine and also give a voice to comics that have had a tough time with the audience. In this film, Friar, uh, he actually has a great give and take with his audience and he holds nothing back uh, from his anger with them to his joy of being with them to thanking them. But uh, I think I cover all the bases, which is what I wanted to do. And uh, that's really good because we we don't see it too much now because there's not too many stand up comedians out there that we know of. And I'm yeah. not saying they're not out there. We just don't hear of them. Exactly. But you hear some of the rough tales where people have thrown things at the comedian. They have anything from shoes to tomatoes. That's right. It's a tough business. And you have to have a thick skin. Not only do you have to have talent, uh, but you have to be able to survive it. And uh, even if you have talent, if you cannot survive the ups and downs, which there are many downs in the stand-up comic business, mm -hmm. uh, you're never going to get it. Get there. Right. But, I I can remember the Apollo Theater going closing, I think it was Apollo, and all the comedians were lost. They didn't know what to do, but they transitioned over to TV. Yes, that's right. A lot of them did transition. Uh, I think back then also was probably what, the, the 80s, 90s, are we talking? Yes. I think at that point, yes. Uh, uh, the television stations did go looking for stand-up comics to give them their own show. Tim Allen, Seinfeld, uh, Ray Romano. Uh, yeah, a lot of these people came from the stand-up comic world. Steve Harvey, just to name a few. There you go. Yes. They all came up from stand-up comedy. Yes. Now we don't have too much of that comedy in the films. Right. I think exactly true. And I think what's happened is everything is so, so uh, fragmented today that you just don't uh, have the followers you did when it was only a four station uh, TV. Now we have hundreds of stations. Uh, you can do anything you want, go anywhere you want with the uh, viewing. So I think it's very tough right now for a lot of people. It is. We, and then we're transitioning now away from TV altogether and going into streaming platforms. Exactly. Uh, and it's been so quick. I think, uh, uh, and we're going to the, to the small screens. I mean, real, like your phone now is really going to be the viewing screen most people will be watching on in the next couple of years. Oh, for sure. If you don't have a streaming platform or the way to get onto a streaming platform, even Amazon, iTunes, and things like this, you're going to be in the dust because no one's watching TV unless you're the baby boomers on back to our seniors. Exactly. Yep. You're exactly right. I happened to be in China uh, a few years ago, and most of their people now are on phones only viewing. Mm -hmm. So that, that's going to be here. Uh, if it's already here, I guess, but uh, it will really, really 
be strong in the next couple of years? Within the next five to 10 years, we won't have TV sets. At no. least not TV sets that have a cable hookup. It's going no. to be TV sets that have YouTube. Exactly. And I just noticed, I think it was YouTube just received the NFL rights for Sunday night football, I think. I, I, you're exactly right. It's, uh, it's all going to be streaming and it'll be at home or on the road with your phone. Exactly. That, that's what we're going into. But that goes back to our films. Where does that leave our film industry? I think Amazon, iTunes, places like this. Yes. We can have your films. Right. And I think, uh, again, it's how do you find your audience? That's going to be the biggest question because there's so much content now. And so many people can make movies with their phones. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's, I think the music industry goes through the same thing, which is how do you find your audience if you're a new uh, addition to the club? So very, you know, very interesting. You almost have to have a degree in SEO marketing to find your audience when you're dealing with the online. Exactly. And that, even that is very difficult because they change the algorithms in a weekly, I think now. They do. So that you have to have someone who will be there for you constantly to SEO it. So you have to know your SEOs. You need to know what's trending, what Google words are trending this week, because last week, maybe horror words trending. Well, this week, thriller is trending. Yes. Basically, it's the same thing, but what's trending within the industry that you're trying to target? Exactly. Uh, very, very, uh, it keeps you on your toes. But I yeah. think that if, if something's good, if something is good, it does find an audience. And it may not find as large an audience as you'd like, but it will find an audience. Very true. So you have four movies out. Prior is coming out on Christmas Day, which yes. is in a few days. What was your first movie? Very first was The Fiance. That was basically a uh, romantic uh, uh, thriller with Bigfoot elements. And uh, I like that a lot. It's still out there streaming. Uh, so I've, that was the first. Van, uh, Valentine Days with a Z was second. That was a uh, uh, another horror film with uh, zombies. And then uh, let's see, Vampires on a Boat was just released in uh, September. And that is a romantic comedy with horror elements. Of course, vampires on a boat. But uh, that's, that's out right now, streaming and like it a lot. Vampires on a Boat. Okay. Yes. What led into the creative knowledge of vampires on a boat? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I remember years ago, they did this uh, film, Snakes on a Plane. Right. Uh, I heard about it and I watched it and I said, well, that, you know, that could transfer. And uh, that's what I decided to write the script. And that's uh, how it became. And I have to watch that because that's the sound. Oh, no, it's, it's fun. Uh, 
filmed it uh, actually on a ship in uh, Long Beach or San Pedro, California. Uh, so it, it really works for the set. I'm going to have to actually watch that one. I'll break down and break down my no TV role and watch something. <laughs> there you, you know, go. We have a few days of downtime. That's what the holidays are for. That's what the holidays are for. <laughs> but going into some of these newer films that we're coming up to. Yes. We're seeing a lot of transitioning, especially on Amazon and how they come up in our feet. Yes. I think we are seeing some changes. So are you currently working on any other projects? Uh, yes. In fact, uh, Prior is the first of a trilogy for me uh, mm -hmm. with this. Uh, uh, Prior's basically on stage the entire time, and he's assisted by his trusty stage manager, Cy. And it it is a give and take with the audience. And uh, I liked it a lot, so I decided I'd make a trilogy and the second one will be out mid uh, 2023 called the big T and it's basically a uh, uh, a film about uh, someone we've all seen a lot of and uh, he's doing his one man show and uh, again he's assisted by Cy as a stage manager and it's it's uh, you know, it's along the lines of Trump. And uh, so I entitled, titled it The Big T. And it's a comedy drama uh, with a lot of angst. But that was what makes it fun. Oh, it's fun. Yes. You they, have they, to have fun with this. You can't just, if you're going to be offended by comedy, don't watch comedy. There you go. And that's what it is today. You You have to... Uh, you've got to push the envelope. You really do and enjoy it. And they're fun films to watch. And like I said to some people, I said, for less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can rent prior and have a hell of a lot more fun. So, and that's the way I look at it right now. Right. We have to have our comedy back. We've been cancel culturing comedy for the last couple years it's, it's going insane. to break through yes yeah it's insane if you're offended by comedy don't watch it please it's not for you it's for the adults <laughs> you know we have to have our fun back that's right i agree completely i think that's exactly what's going to happen i think you are going to start seeing some things break through the system and i think prior will be one uh i know the big t will be one but uh, I think you're going to see some, we're never going to be allowed to go back to Seinfeld. No. Uh, and, uh, you couldn't want you couldn't put on almost any of his shows today with the cancel culture. No, you can't, you can't Seinfeld. You can't not watch it with cancel no. culture. It just doesn't work. No, you'd have to have an independent uh, studio or an independent distributor market, uh, a new comedy along those lines, but it'd have to be the individuals uh, finding it. You could not go through the networks. You could not go through even the even the the uh, streamers would probably cancel it. So you'd probably have to do it yourself. 
Yeah, you're gonna have to own the service server exactly. at that point because I don't you think you can even rent the servers from Amazon right. on AWS Cloud because they would just cancel the program. That's exactly it. You're exactly right. And I think that's probably where we're going with a lot of things. It, uh, it really is. You're gonna have to be able to own your servers, not just rent them. That's right. Because there's so much that we need to put out there that goes against the cancel culture grain. I agree completely, Melissa. I and mean, that goes for books as well. Books as well, music, everything. I mean, we are in a very strange world right now. And uh, we, I think we're going to go different directions too. But I, I think, mean, again, I think talent will rule out at the end. It, it will. I mean, back in the 80s, we all want, what was this Mohawks with colored hair and that's strange and it died out. Right. But then you had everything else come from it that right. actually blends in with society now. So it's not abnormal. No. This that's is right. what we're going to have to go to. And we have to go through the pain of getting there. Exactly. You're exactly right. You know, no pain, no gain. Exactly. If you want a business, you have to have pain somewhere. There you go. I agree completely. And I, I, your idea of the server owning is right on the mark. It's one of those things we're exploring within my company. So, oh, love it. There you yes. go. It's fantastic. I, I already know as a business owner, I'm going to have to own my servers because I can't get along with the cancel culture at all. <laughs> so, and the things I like to stream. Yes. Available anymore. I know. I agree completely. So if I own my servers, then they can't cancel it because I own it. They can't cancel it. But I am shocked that they still allow us to stream uh, Seinfeld or, uh, you know, almost any of the. Uh, I, I watched a film the other night, Just Friends, and uh, with Ryan Reynolds and Amy Smart. Funny, funny film. Uh, but it, you know, had a couple of elements in there that they, there's no way you can make that today. No. And, but they're still allowing us to watch it, which is. That, that's the thing. They're allowing it. Yes. You, you know. That's right. Listen to the wording, the verbiage. People sure. are allowing us to oh, watch yeah. what we want. That's right. Oh, yes. I think a lot of people understand that, too. More than it's they not think. that we have a choice. They're allowing us to have That's a choice right. right now. What's going right to, that now. going to be in five to 10 years? I don't know. That's right. I think we'll be in your world where everyone will have servers who want an independent voice. At least the smart billionaires will have their own servers. That's and right. You have to pick what billionaire you want to uh, pay to watch what they have on their servers. There you go. <laughs> I think that's going to be it because having a server farm to have the masses is like $30 million. That's right. It's, it's wild. It really is. But we have the trilogy coming up. Yes. After the trilogy, are you working on anything else? Yes, believe it or not, I'll be shooting. Uh, the trilogy has already been shot. We're in the oh. middle of editing. Uh, but uh, at the end of uh, January, I'm shooting a faith-based Western. Uh, 
that I'm really, really excited about. And I think it, it has enough violence in there for me to satisfy me. And yet the story is a uh, story I'll come across. So. Wonderful. I love my Westerns. Oh yeah. I really do. That's one of those things that, why do we honor our heroes? And we call the wild West cowboys heroes when they went across the plains murdering people. Well, right. if you think about it, we none of us would be in the West if those things didn't happen. Exactly. That's exactly right. And I think that's, you know, one of the reasons the Westerns are back right now is because of cancel culture. You're allowed to make a period piece that has uh, ideas that the cancel culture doesn't like today. But right. since, it's, since it's a, you know, a, a Because it's a, it's a historical piece, exactly. you can't cancel it. And that's why the Westerns are so big right now. Uh, they can't be shut down. You can't cut, shut down history. No. Even a historical fiction is still history. You can't yeah. shut it down. Yes. And it's you do see woke Westerns being mm -hmm. made right now. Yeah. But, you know, but along with that, you're having some original and some, uh, uh, yeah, original Westerns being mm -hmm. made. I mean, we have in faith-based Westerns, you have the Love Comes Softly series that's actually ended, but they have seven or eight, 14 films, something like that. Yeah. But yeah. why were they coming out? Well, everything was getting canceled. Yes. Yep. If you think about it, every time you can't try to cancel something, something replaces it that's more offensive than whatever you're trying to cancel. There you go. I agree completely. It's even like the uh, move to electric vehicles. Uh, mm -hmm. You're starting to see people coming from different directions now, like Japan has hydrogen that they're experimenting with and it's working. And I just read where I think it's Porsche is developing their own fuel so that they can continue to make a combustion engine that's clean, that uh, will be allowed. And then you have the, you're gonna see things change. Yeah, you have the coin oil uh, gasoline that never really took off, but if they actually researched it and developed it properly, it could. Oh, yes. Sure. You have the cars that run on actual fry oil. Mm -hmm. Right. That was never actually developed and researched properly, but there are cars that can run on oil from fryers. Yeah, well, that's right. Whatever you try to cancel is going to come back and bite you in the behind it's... in one way or another. It's like Minority Report, uh, uh, the Tom Cruise film, where he goes to see this woman who invented, uh, I forget what it was called, but she grabs a plant and tries to strangle it, and it keeps whipping around. She says, life will find a way, you know, and you find a way, you even though you're being canceled out. We had the Burt books burning back in the, uh, what was it, World War II? Yes, World War II. Most of those books you can still find today. 
Yes, and uh, there's no question in my mind that uh, the cancel culture would be burning books today if they if they thought they could get away with it. They really would. Unfortunately, with the digital world, you can't burn the books because it's on digital format. Right, that's true. But we are almost out of time. So where can our listeners and our viewers find you in your films? Uh, Fire Breathing Films at Verizon.net. And just uh, go to Prior the Movie on search, and it'll go right to my website. Well, wonderful. And thank you so much for being on the show today. And thank you, Melissa. And uh, nice speaking to you. And I love your open mind. Well, thank you. Yes. We'll do it again. Oh, we will definitely do this again because I want to keep up on what you're doing. Fantastic. Anyway, Red Friar, 1225. And for our viewers and our listeners, happy being entertained.